What's happening? This your boy, Uncle Malik. I ain't got shit going on in my motherfucking life. Anyway, this is the motherfucking podcast. You want to be a part of the motherfucking crew? Well, visit our website at Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash the MFN pod. And make sure you like, download, subscribe, and share our content at Linktree. Because the word motherfucker is a noun. It describes a person, place, or thing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 10. I am blessed to be in the presence of four of the most hard-hitting motherfuckers on the planet. I got some of the best guys in the podcast business right here with me. If y'all don't know who you're talking to, you're talking to the motherfucking crew. If you don't know what you're talking about, you're talking about the best motherfucking podcast there ever was. So, with that being said, welcome to episode 10. It's the Thick Eye Bandit, the special feature punch. I'm riding right here alongside of my big dog, <coughs> Mr. Headquarters, the Bumba Clot, Ross Clot, Jamaican. You know what's going on, big homie? What was happening, boy? What's good with you? Man, I can't call it, man. Today was tiresome as a bitch. Man. I was falling what's half asleep, like man. Work was crazy. Everybody had a pretty hectic day, but guess what? We in this business. Hmm. No doubt, no doubt. Let's oh, keep it moving there. Now, from the 985, at a combined weight of 98 <laughs> pallets of Swiss roll cakes, give it up for my homie from EJ's Towing and Mufflers, EJ the mother effing DJ. What's up, big dog? Yes, sir. Y'all ass don't know when to quit at all. <laughs> Fuck no. And your birthday coming up, god dang it. Oh man, we gonna get to that in a second. Why, why you gotta tell? Why you gotta tell everybody my business? Cause your man. ass getting old, man. We all getting old, bro. I mean, embrace it, bro. It ain't. It ain't every day you make sixty five. Why you tell the of dumb people know my birthday, man? You dry snitching. Hey, bro, it ain't every day you make sixty five, man. You drawing pictures now, nigga. You straight. I ain't sixty five. I'm thirty six. You look good act like you sixty five, ladies and gentlemen worldwide listening. You just you just seeing EJ the DJ. Now I'm about to kick it down. To the 504. Now, uh, now, uh, joining us from the boiler room of the Maison on back of the golf course on, on his estate. Give it up for Tito. Tell him what your name is. Tito Santana Miguel and Miguel the third. Man, I must be drunk. I didn't hit my fucking cup against the mic in that bitch. Room. <laughs> 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 Let's try that again, Tito. Tell him what your name he are you. Tito Santana Miguel Amigas the third. You heard me. I said one more time for mm. their fans. Tito Santana Miguel Amigas the third. You heard me. You heard me. Now it's about that time. I got to feel it. I can feel it coming on a play tonight. I'm going to pass oh, it to my motherfucking Sally. Hey, man, I'm bringing the sweet potatoes tonight. I hope you're hungry. I'm going to give them to you nice and warm. He's going to cook them up for you tonight. Cook them up for you. That's his yab. That's my yab. That's his yab. (laughs) Trabajo. Headquarters, what's up, man? Episode 10, man. We rocking live. What's good? What's good, baby? Um, 
chilling, man. I mean, we happy to be here. We happy to bring y'all episode 10, you know what I'm saying? The motherfucking crew in the building. You know what I'm saying? We got motherfucking Sully. We got EJ the DJ. We got Tito Santana. Amigas. Miguel Amigas the third. Don't don't try it. And don't you dare (laughs) blame the West Jeff education. Don't you do it. You had your moment last time. I got close, you know what I'm saying? I I get close every time. I had had like about four to five of the syllables, you know what I'm saying? Nah, man, it was words, not syllables. (laughs) All that shit. Don't you blame the West Jeff education at all. Man, I, I went to West hey, Jeff. West <laughs> Jeff. Son, son, do not gotta, blame West Jeff. You got to give it to West Jeff. We think about it. Hold on. We have, yeah, we have some talented people who, who then came from West Jeff now. We have newscasters. Yes. We have literally. You, you me, and Mr. Headquarters. That's right. Yes. All uh, unfortunately, we have A. Higgins Hurricane. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just playing. We I'm love you. We love you. We love still. Higgins. My auntie taught at Higgins. Dog, no, <laughs> we used to skip. We used to leave West, uh, West Chef during lunch and go to Higgins, dog. And <laughs> Dude, I like, you telling me you had that head on Tell him I used to ride through the. I used to ride through at lunch. Ah, Joe, ride through yeah, at lunch. See, all right, one of my boys, bro. Like I'm telling you, I had a really small polo shirt, and everybody knew I wasn't from there. But I was messing with a little chick over there, so. uh a motherfucker used to put a blue polo shirt on. He used to switch. Had the wrong color pants on. <laughs> he gonna walk I think on campus. Tito, he saw me, and we just like, nah, nah. But Tito used to hang around with uh, some rappers back in the day, huh? That local rappers. I used to hang on my little partner. Them, yeah. I used to hang on Baby Boy and them. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's why. That's that. Tito used to be flexing back in the day. Nah, I used to be flexing though. They, they, they definitely did though. They used to be doing all that stuff. I was more like, I was more like the cool, calm, collective type guy. Oh, I, I, I wanted to be seen. So you never did the Street Fighter? <laughs> no, 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 we did have um, we did have um, a group that was at Whirly though. We called them Soldier Boys. Soldier Boys. Boys. Soldier Boys. <clears throat> that name went off. Mm-hmm. So we went there as Soldier Boys. Yeah. Cool. I am not gonna lie. Look, I'm gonna give all the credit to to, to sell brother Dre on this one. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. I heard Dre say the word "pimp juice" before Nelly. Probably I am so. not gonna lie. <laughs> I am not playing. This is 100 percent serious. I give him the credit for it. That boy been using the term "pimp juice" since I heard since I was 11 years old. I am not playing. And then he turned around and gave the whole block an S curl. Everybody, can you imagine? <laughs> Imagine uh, the thick eye bandit with with nice little fluffy curl. A fluffy curl. A fluffy curl. Should be burning. The had to put that super in my head. And that was like I was like uh, <laughs> red off of the Malcolm uh, Denzel of the Malcolm X movie, bro. My shit was falling out. See that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we yeah, call that a right. convertible. We call that the top back, the convertible. You had to time that. <laughs> time that, boy. Hey, worst thing in the world is being a man with perm burn because you try to get ass curl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Fuck your shit up. Well, my shit well. was natural. I had nigga hair. And you can't be gay <laughs> either because, I mean, Rob, 
Back in the day, he used to have us a mirror image. I think you remember mirror image, but Mirror image barbershop yeah, right in front of time clock. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you see him. Hey man, you can't be gangster sitting under the hair dryer like that, waiting for your perm to fully activate. <laughs> Think about it, he was a pimp. You sitting that bitch, get here. <laughs> and the, the funny thing about Rob, Rob had like seven hustles. This nigga was cutting hair on one yep. side, selling beepers over here. Recording and studio up there. Recording studio. I'm say he was doing he music was a too. Fireman. Right? He was doing music. Matter of fact, <laughs> the first studio we rapped at, the first studio we, me and Sal did a freestyle battle at, was at Rob's studio. Yes, indeed. And then yep. he used to throw the basketball tournaments in front of the barbershop. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We lost the badass mama children. I remember that. It was the triple threat versus the badass mama children. I remember that shit. We was a triple threat representing. That was a long time ago, man. Yeah, shout out to Rob, man. Shout out to Rob. The first hustler we ever knew. Yeah. But for real, and then yeah. we took our second recording studio to uh, recording session mm-hmm. to Twin Records. Why buy that? Yeah, Twin Records. Yep. You said Twin yep. Twin Records. Twin Records. Okay. And then uh, we actually, when we was recording our first song, Hurricane. You remember Three Ten Hurricane Records? You yeah. Remember that a long time ago? It was in there. Sound familiar. Three Ten Hurricane Records. They was in there too with us when we was doing our when we did our song. Triple threat. My dog. Some memories. Cool. Well, what's up? What's up, Mr. Headquarters? Episode 10, man. We got a big show lineup tonight, man. Right. But uh, let's go ahead and start the show off with a bang. You had a big time announcement. Right. You so know, coming from the top, what's up? Yeah, so like if uh if you're not following us on social media, you know what I'm saying, you fucking up. Check us out on Linktree to follow all our social medias. Follow us on YouTube. IG, Twitter, Facebook. Um, check us out on Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash the MF and pod. That's Linktree. Make sure y'all check us out. Subscribe to us. Download, download, download. You know what I'm saying? Help a motherfucker out. Help us get to our goals and help us, uh, you know, improve this show for y'all guys. So make sure y'all check us out. We're going to be having... Uh, a Patreon account coming soon for y'all. I know some people have been asking about that, so we're going to be having that in the works coming real soon. So y'all be on the lookout for that. Um, check, Trust me, check us out on Insta- Instagram for all our updates. That's where a lot of our information come out of. Um, with that being said, we uh, celebrated our 1,000 downloads for the show. Oh! So... Yeah. 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 There it is. <laughs> it's fool here. <laughs> we yeah. back like we never left, baby. Hey, hey, that shit was that shit was uh our first goal for the show. So thank y'all all to the motherfucking crew members. Thank y'all for supporting us, for being out and helping us out. Um, you know, this is the first of many different milestones for us, so thank y'all for that. So, with that being said, we also have a thousand download giveaway going on right now. So, <laughs> there you go. Cell came it up. through. Cell came through with the hot graphics. <laughs> he them over to me just now. Oh my goodness, motherfucking Cell! Thank you, thank you, baby. But uh, we got a, a one thousand download giveaway going on right now. We'll be giving away motherfucking merch. So merch. So check the check us out on that IG post. We're asking a question. The question of the week that we got going on right now. 
You know what I'm saying? We keep it in New Orleans. The question is, which one you keeping? You can't have both. One got to go. Which one you keeping? Hot sausage sandwich or shrimp on bun? Now, we got some interesting people actually uh, voted on this shit. We actually had put up a poll, too. Up today. The poll is on the IG story. The post is up as well. So make sure y'all check that shit out. But uh, it's funny because like on a post, a lot of people's going real hard for the hot sausage. But then, you know, hot sausage sandwiches out there pretty hard. I ain't gonna lie. I can't lie. Hey, I can't hot lie. Sausage. I hot can't sausage. Hot sausage is the shit. Look at my stuff. But, 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 but hold up. Hold on. Hold up. But hold up. Hold up. We giving it all week. So we ain't saying y'all got it already. So hold up. <laughs> So you really is... got excited for that hot sauce. Yeah, I feel like that. Yeah. 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 yeah, he had one today. Huh? <laughs> hey, hey, you know what EJ just remind me of? Y'all remember that that cat on Instagram when he was eating his food? He just <laughs> took, took one took one bite and he didn't know what to do. But look, you check this put out. That clip up like right there. <laughs> <laughs> but look, check us out on that, man. Uh, you got to comment on a post to be entered to the to the contest. So uh, we're gonna have the winners on episode eleven. We'll let y'all know. And uh, yeah, make sure y'all comment. That's the only way you got. That's the only way you can enter into the contest. We got several comments on there already. So uh, make sure y'all jump on that this week. And check this out, fellas. Uh, not not taking away anything <clears throat> from the thousand downloads because like that's huge news. Mm-hmm. But headquarters, you forgot to mention what's that? Where we being downloaded at? Where all the countries? <laughs> yeah, we we we've been uh we've been popping up in other countries here and there. Um, we worldwide, son, already, already, already. Well, we do we do have some friends in other countries. Um, we do have some shout out to our Chamoran friends, our Chamoran brothers and sisters out there in Guam. You know what shout I'm saying? Out. Half a day. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to them. You got so, some downloads in Guam. Uh, downloads out there in Canada, out there in Ontario. Shout out to the Canadians from Drake <laughs> to Brett to Hitman Hart. We got Drake. The whole the whole newscast and anchor man too with uh Jim Carrey. Shouts out to y'all. That was Canadian uh news anchor too. Go <laughs> <laughs> back watch oh. the movie, man. That's the classic. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but what yeah, man. We got I mean, we got, we got France, Brazil, Germany, Russia. You know what I'm saying? That's no, just he got the he got Europa. <laughs> He's got the Europeans. Hey man, we, we got, got we got some things in the works, so you know, stay yes. tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We got some things in the works. They better watch how we move because we worldwide. <laughs> yeah. But more importantly, though, hey, of course, the most of our downloads has been straight in our home state of Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? You know, we've been getting a lot of support from around Louisiana. You know, from Baton Rouge right. to Homer. You know what I'm saying? Shreveport. You know what I'm saying? And of course, you know, home, New Orleans, of course. Yeah, On the man. West Bank. So we've been getting uh, we've been support. We've been support all over the state. 
So going back into the uh, conversation at hand, mm-hmm. motherfucking Sally and myself celebrated a victory this weekend. Mr. Oh, Headquarters Lord. probably bought the largest bottle of champagne in champagne history. Lord, here we go. If I had to say that, uh, and, and, and listen, this is a celebratory time. Rest in peace, Kobe. He's a legend. Mamba mentality yeah. is a part of our show. Absolutely. I believe in the Mamba yes. mentality. We work hard. We're dedicated to everything that it is we do. Mm-hmm. But we just call it something different. That's all. We, 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 we lost a legend, but we celebrated with a ring. <laughs> with the cane. LeBron James. <laughs> He had, to, he had to throw that in that. That is so good. He had to throw that in there. You know what I'm saying? I guess uh, I lost. You know, shout out to the people that don't know what we're talking about. You know, we we had a bet. You know, between myself and the thick eye bandit, um, and Selly. Uh, I said the Miami Heat was gonna beat the the Lakers in seven. And it didn't happen that way. That's all right. You know, so a bet so was didn't. a bet. A bet was a bet. I'm a man of my word. I put the fucking bottle down there. You know what I'm saying? I made sure I came correct, and I paid my very debt. special bottle. <laughs> very special bottle. We will, we will post. We will post a picture of the bottle uh, in the, the celebratory uh, bullshit. I mean, uh, celebration of the Lakers. Hold up, man. <laughs> we won a motherfucking championship, man. Yeah, y'all did. Yeah, y'all did. I can't. <laughs> hey, I can't talk shit. The, the Pelicans ain't never win no damn championship. We ain't never Hold sniffed. Up. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, don't talk about home now. That's, that's home. No, 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 no. I ain't say I was talking about. I say I can't talk too much trash about y'all Lakers. But hey. what I am saying is, our Pelicans coming though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we coming. Listen, we coming. Listen, listen. Hold on. We were Lakers fans before there was ever a team in New Orleans. Don't say we, nigga. You say you. No, I'm <laughs> talking about the two people that's on here that's Lakers fans. Oh, all right. My bad. My bad. My bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we was loving the Lakers because we didn't have a team to root for here. We had to root for somebody else. So didn't. And then when we had a team came, you know I'm going to rub my home all the way. You see me in Pell's gear. I got You see me at the games. We've been yeah. to a few games together. Come on yeah. now. We rep the Pell's. Terry being a sweet. <laughs> Terry, no. I'm sorry, excuse me. Tito been in the suites. We've been in the suites together. You know what I'm saying? At the Pels games, we know. We love home. Mm-hmm. But, God damn it, Zion is going to be the greatest on the planet. I, that's my words. He will be. But we celebrated the Lakers. You got us a beautiful bottle of champagne. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was the largest bottle of champagne I've ever seen. Tell I showed you something tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that motherfucker was got a colossus. <laughs> well, I'm happy everybody enjoyed that shit. You know what I'm saying? But you know, we want to do the shit right. You know, it's episode ten. Um, on top of you know the Lakers winning. On top of that, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to LeBron, dude. LeBron is a true. Uh, LeBron James. I gotta say, Le- LeBron is a true G off the court, dude. You know what I'm saying? You know he he a Laker and all that shit. I give him his props. He won the championship. He a true G off the court. LeBron James. <laughs> But uh, moving on. Going back to the opinion poll, mm. I don't think we got the answers from the motherfucking crew 
on oh, our yeah. opinion poll yeah. that we put out there on IG. So we got to get my bad. that. And I got the results right here. Yeah, we'll, we'll hold off to the results for episode 11. But All right. we want to hear what the fellas got, what they want to uh, put out there right now. So starting with Tito. Yeah. Hot sausage sandwich or shrimp on bun? What's out? I'm with the shrimp on bun, dude. Shrimp on bun. I can live without. I can live without the hot sausage sandwich. Me, I can't. All right, EJ. All right, all right, EJ. <laughs> for you, for those that's listening on audio, you know, EJ is being very unruly right now. You know, he, he don't like the answers that's being said. But that's all right. You know, shrimp on bun from Tito. Uh, that's one. <laughs> well, go ahead, EJ. What you got to say? You already know what's on my mind. Go ahead. The patent's hot sauce. The, the world want to know. I'm country. I'm from the 985. I'm country. What you think my favorite sandwich is going to be? That bad hot sauce. Yes. Yes. <laughs> say it one more time. Hey, <laughs> say, say it in the Barry White voice. Say it in the Barry White voice. That hot uh, sauce is poor boy. Oh, <laughs> hell no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> he got he got the women coming up. He got the women. That boy, that boy EJ say, this this how you this how you used to bag females. Hey, <laughs> so I can fix you up some of that hot sausage. <laughs> nah, nah. It was more of a. It was actually more of a. Hey. Not high sizes. I keep it real. He was like, I keep it hey, nah, he was like, I keep hey, it nah. real. He's like, he's like, nah, baby, you want your high sizes on, on regular bread or or this fancy ass brioche? You know what I mean? I got you. Used to burn oh, no, I had the sesame seeds bun, pimp. You said the sesame seeds? I had the sesame seeds bun. But Sally, Sally, who you got? Yeah, man. What you got? I'm about the halal and not the haram. The halal and the haram? Definitely shrimp all day. Ooh. Shrimp. Ooh. Plus that that hot side. My bad, EJ. My bad, man. Two to one right now. Shit. It's heating up. Two to one. Go ahead, thick eye band. Shout out, Shout out uh, no, to no, 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 no. Parkway Bakery, because uh they one of the best, man. Go ahead, thick eye bandit. I got a feeling I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be like this. I, I got a feeling I'm gonna be breaking the tie break on this, but go ahead. But go ahead. Say it like this. Lord know I love some scrimps. <laughs> Uh, how, how we say it on, on the West Bank? Some swimps. Some swimps. Let me get, let me get some, some swimps. Go give me a swimp sandwich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I went to the Conoco gas station on Franklin. I saw a legendary fight behind the counter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, was the belt on the line, bro? Was the belt Man, on? I swear to God, I think the champion, I think the women's championship was on the line. Bro. <laughs> no it way in, a, nothing. It was a hot grease versus skillet match. <laughs> the winner won a belt and, and a pack of cools. <laughs> but uh, when I got up there, I said, excuse me, miss. Can I have your attention, please? And she looked at me. She said, yes, thank I bandit. What could I do for you, sir? I said, young lady, you already know what I came here for. She's like, I got you. But for the record, Tell them what the best sandwich is in the world. I said, man, give me that. 
hot sausage on French for the dress. Put the cheese on it, you hear me? Let's mm. get it up. I can't lie. That shit sound good as a motherfucker. I'm telling you, it was great. I even that shit sound good. Half as the a fucking po' boy fell all over my shirt. I ain't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> I ate the lettuce, I ate the lettuce drippings and shit all off my shirt and shit. It was delicious. I'm gonna go ahead. Since we got two on two, you know what I'm saying? Two for hot sauces, two for shrimp. I'm sorry, EJ. Boo! I'm sorry. But uh shrimp on, shrimp on shrimp on bun for me, man. I mean in the face. In the trust me, it's hard. It's, trust, me. Oh. trust me. Trust me, trust me, trust ah, me. Ah, we suck again. <laughs> trust me. I, yes. In the face. See like don't get me wrong now. I fuck with the hot sausage sandwich all day, every day. Trust me. Hey, but like sausage. hey look, when a when a fresh Fried shrimp is oh, prepared yeah. perfect. I don't it's give a fuck. A I don't give a fuck. I Nobody said I love I love hot sauce, but that, when that bitch perfect, dog, like that be, that be anything. Talking about the fresh grease. Talking about the fresh grease. Yeah, fresh grease. Put hot sauce on it. You gotta put hot sauce on it. Gotta put hot sauce on. Let me explain. I had a shrimp on bun. I understand what you're saying, Mr. Headquarters. I perfectly <laughs> understand what you're saying. The lesser of two evils. I get it. I won't it's eat it because I enjoy it because it's good. So I like never, wiping my so mouth, you, had, you know what I'm saying, and on my napkin and the bitch is orange after so that. You you know what what so what you're trying to say, you never had one of those days where you just feel like, bro, like, I gotta give me that hot sausage. I know it's worth it. Always. Always. You want to that big ass paper Yes, <laughs> with the <laughs> with the painter's tape on it. Yes, a shrimp sandwich is more got more layers to that motherfucker though. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah, know what I'm saying? The roof of your mouth gonna be scarred the fuck up. No, hold up, yes. hold up. It's like you know how <laughs> it is. When well, we talking about shrimp on bun, or is a shrimp? Whether it's a shrimp on bun or it's a shrimp po' boy, the know. right the right bread also turned right that might the right yeah, the bread right make bread. that bitch a fire. See, you don't want that French bread that you got to do this on. Yeah. No. You don't want no. that one. <laughs> you don't want that one. No. Hell, hell, nah, all you, you don't want that. Fucking all the roots in your mouth up. All the top of your mouth up. With that oh, yeah. Motherfucker needs stitches on his... Uh, yeah. <laughs> stitches at the eat that sucker. <laughs> but a good po' boy. No matter which one you get, a good po' boy. When you bite out that bitch, everything should fall out of the back of that hole. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, look. Yes. Well, look. What, <laughs> what time is it right now? I'm about, I'm thinking about going to pack a pack right now. <laughs> oh shit! Come on, pack a pack. Well, look. Check it's it out. Ten forty eight. It's a Donaldsonville thing. Don't worry about it. Hey, hey. Shit, they, they food fire, but that we know the, the most fire food come from holding the wall, gas station or holding the wall. When yes. you're tourists, official crew members who are out of town. Especially the people from Germany, Guam, Canada, Brazil, other places around the world. When y'all come to New Orleans, especially the West Bank, and y'all come for one of these sandwiches, mm-hmm. don't get it at a big time restaurant. Don't mm-hmm. fuck over your experience. Go to the hood. Go to the gas station. Go to the spots where we know because we're going to put you on game. Don't go to that highfalutin. You got to wear a shirt and tie to go get up in that bitch and you get two swimps. In a piece of hot sausage that ain't really hot sausage. 
you gotta go to where the fucking cooker curse you out with the fucking mm-hmm. Arabs behind the counter. The grease your under the bag. Get... The grease under <laughs> if... the bag. Authentic. <laughs> and if you don't know how to order, oh uh, baby, you playing games. Move out the fuck, move the fuck out the way. Next. We'll cuss you out. You need to go. They will cuss you out. <laughs> oh yeah. You better know what you looking All for. All right. Well, hey, look, Please. since y'all say that, since y'all say that, give us some names of some places y'all recommend. Who y'all recommend? I already told you mine. What's your kind of call on Franklin by the old Conical. Fisher Project? Kind of call on Franklin. All right. There you go. Anybody else? I got wags. Woo! Wags. Yeah. All right. I know I like the Parkway Bakery a beast. So I can't even lie, man. They never did me wrong. Parkway Bakery. I think mm-hmm. I think guys, pull boys is a, is a good one too. If you ever I been wish jeans were still around. Jeans. Yeah, I know. Dude, I'm telling you, boy, jeans was all the fucking What about you, EJ? What what if somebody coming out that uh the uh, Gonzalez of Donaldsonville will? Where they going? Donaldsonville, you already heard me tell it. It's pack a pack in Dville. Pack Shout pack. out them, boy. There Shout you go. Out. You heard it. You heard it. Jesus, Lord of mercy. My wife put me on game over there. <laughs> Jesus. So moving on. So with this uh, 10th episode, you know what I'm saying, we also wanted to uh, invite some of the new listeners that's, that's coming through that might have not caught our earlier shit. So we want to give them a little uh, sneak peek of the small process of how we got to this point. You know what I'm saying? For myself, um, you know, this is, we always talked about how this is a two year process of us getting to where we was at right now. Um, we had the, the name being other things, you know, this was not called the motherfucking podcast. This was, was this, at all. this was called the, you know, the real OGs podcast or some shit like that. Uh, um, the garage, garage brothers, OGs, the garage, the garage OGs, brothers, garage talk. <laughs> All, All kinds, kinds of shit. <laughs> so, but uh, I like where we at now. Uh, we took a lot. It took us a a lot of brainstorming and shit like that. You know, so it, it took us a lot. You know, yeah. originally it was me, Pudge, and Sully. You know, we was just kind of come up with an idea for the show. And two years ago, you know, we was going through our different things um, uh, with our workplaces, and we was just, you know, Damn, we want to try something different. We want to try a different uh, side hustle or something like that. So we came up with this show, and we appreciate y'all coming out and 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 following us along to this journey so far. You know, what I'm saying we got a lot more to give as far as content. So uh, stay tuned with that. Um, but how you feel about that, Thick Eye Bandit? You know, what I'm saying it took us two years to get to this point. Um, a year ago, I didn't see us even. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't certain this was gonna even get off the ground. Maybe even six months ago, I didn't even feel like feel that way. I mean, just being real, when when the idea came about, I was kind of like, man, he tripping. <laughs> Nobody gonna listen to that shit. Who gonna want to hear us fucking talk? You know what I'm saying? But he was like, man, check out a couple podcasts. You know, and you sent me a couple podcasts. You sent me Joe Button. You know, you saw you you sent me Joe Rogan. You sent me a couple others, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I started listening to to Drink Champs, and I know Tito, and I know we listen to, to Gillian Wallow, Million Dollars Worth of Game, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, shout out to Fat Joe with, with, with the with the Jopra show. And they got, a, and they got you know, others like Bill Burr, you know what I'm saying, who got a 
if y'all listen to Bill Burr, he'll take you places. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the minute you start well, diving in the well, let's not let's not forget the the one of the first local shows that we listened to, sipping at Nola Tea. Sipping at Nola Tea is another one. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Neutral Ground. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Shout out to them. It's a testament to you headquarters. You had a hell of an ear. That's a testament to the crew members for believing in us to to download our shows, to listen to our shows, and to give us the feedback, whether it be positive or negative. We are appreciative of all of it. And 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 I'm gonna kick something to Selly. Selly, you were instrumental in helping pick the name. So you know, what were some of the things that came through during that conversation when when you heard the name the motherfucking podcast? What stuck out to you? It's just, it's, it's stuck. Look, even when I speak of it today, which I do all the time, people's reaction, they say, excuse me, what? What you said? What's it is? The, mother, the motherfucking podcast. They start laughing right away because they like, that. that's dope. I mean, it's not just the name. It's if you guys pay attention to our contact, our, our content, what we talk about, anything goes down pretty much. We're not here to offend nobody and, you know, try to keep oh, it clean, but anything goes down and uh for all the listeners that have been with us since day one you you guys already know it it, it goes down the motherfucking crew mm-hmm. um, we all put in our two cents and we were we almost didn't stay with a name and i was like an advocate for the name i said yeah you know what that's gotta be it that's gotta be it's so catchy and then we kind of like started building on top of that and i really thank you guys for keeping it because um look it was like love at first sight. So when people hear us out, I'm sure they feel the same way. They yeah. know what we feel. They know where we're coming from. You know what I'm saying? So think about it. Because think about it. We had the name, the motherfucking podcast. We went away from it, and it came back to it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, exactly. I'm glad we stuck with it though. The, we wouldn't have been together, man. The name is the clue. It's the brick, it's the mortar, it's everything. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Group economics live. right here. That's it. This group economics right here. In action. In action. Hustler mindset. Tito, what the motherfucking podcast mean to you, man? Be honest with you. Like I said, I was just happy to be a part of something special. You know, that's 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 everything in a nutshell for me. You know, I mean I, I enjoy I enjoy hanging around my brothers. Um, you guys, you made it very easy for me to transition and, you know, and, 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 and to this podcast with you guys, you know, so that's a big time plus for me. Um, um, we do, like you said, the hours are a little bit long, you know, but I think it's all going to pay off, you know, in the long run, you know, so, I mean, I, I, I see y'all guys vision, you know, um, I see our, I see our vision basically, you know, because it's, it's not just you anymore. Y'all too thinking about it now. Now it's all of us. Like, man, we couldn't, yeah. you know, definitely looking forward to, you know, taking this journey with you guys. Absolutely. Here we go. EJ the DJ. What do I always say about myself, Pudge? I ain't got friends. You have brothers. I don't have friends. I have family. Me being in the retail game as long as I have, it's uh it's hectic. And it gets to a point where you get tiresome about it. I've been working pretty much in retail since 2003. During the time I was with Pudge when I was uh, at Nickel State. 
this podcast, this unit, this family allows me to do what I want to do. It allows me to do what I like to do. And it allows me to be myself. I ain't gotta be it. I ain't gotta fake it till I make it no more. I can be myself. Man, you should you should ghostwrite for Joe Biden, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what? Cause <laughs> 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 say you could ghostwrite for Joe Biden. So you sound like a Baptist preacher right there. No, 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 on the real. That was deep, though. That was real, man. I appreciate that. One thing, one, one thing about me, I'm not one thing. One thing about me is I'm not no, I'm not a politician at all. All right. So, but cell block, we got an interview coming up a little bit later on in the show with Uncle Malik of Russ Beard Grooming Neighborhood oh. Furniture and Moving. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Cat that we knew that we grew up with. Uh now Cell, before yep. we before we go on into the interview, I know that you got a real funny story on how you met, how you met Uncle Malik. Um tell, go ahead and tell our MF and crew members. Mm. Every story I got y'all linked up. Uncle Malik, every story I got is funny. One of the funniest people I know, man. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I was working at Walgreens at the time. I was like 16. And um, I think we had a crush on same girl, same girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, uh, he must have thought we were trying to jump him and all that. Now nah, we all we ended up, you know, being in the rap group together. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Wait, go back to that, though. Go back to that. That was the funniest part of the one of the funniest parts of the story of how y'all Y'all have met what at the corner store or something like that? Hey, he was security yeah, or something. It was at Walgreens. It was at Walgreens. That's what it was. Walgreens from. Man. So I'm like, man, what the hell is this little light skinned dude trying to flex while he's walking up into my job? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, some my brother ends up, I walk up to my house. I'm like, this dude's sitting on my toilet, my brother's perming his head. Hell no, man. What the what's going on? You're coming in my house, you getting your head permed in my house. That brother was hooking the whole hood up. Yeah. Everybody had ass curls in that bitch. I said, great, man, you can't just be perming random Hey, bro. <laughs> Come on. And then <laughs> I ended up moving to Arizona. Oh, Look out there. You cannot make this up. Top flight security really in the world. Working for Target. And, I, and I'm like, oh, I'm a little... Oh. I'm so happy to see you, man. How you been? And he was working. He was on the job. This dude's like, hey, Sal, shh, shh, hold on. He watched it. And all of a sudden, he disappeared. I'm like, where the fuck he went? This dude act like, you know, just hiding in the bushes. But he was in a woman's clothes rack, just trying to see if this woman was trying to steal. And then I get right by him. I'm like, man, what you looking at? He's like, see over there? 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock. And I'm like all by like 12 o'clock. I'm like, what are you looking at? <laughs> oh, my goodness. He all over the place. And all of a sudden, the hole just gets a little bit bigger because he's just crying. What's it? Seven o'clock? Yeah, twelve. He's doing emergency. He emerges like a cheetah coming out of like some random like jungle bushes, bro. 
The woman wasn't even stealing. She wasn't stealing, man. She was, she was trying it all. She was like asking her daughter, like, hey, this look good on me, baby. No, man. That was the end of the story. <laughs> I said, man, you take your job way too serious, bro. But, Cuz going to get him. Before we move on, this is episode 10 of the motherfucking podcast. I must ask this because we've been through 10 episodes of this. Sally, how in the hell do you keep meeting these people in the most strangest of places, bro? I just don't understand it. Nah, because you got it. You gotta remember. 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 You me and Dre used to go in the Walgreens all the time and read news. Like, we'll read newspapers, we'll read motherfucking Vibe magazine, Double XL, all that bullshit, the Source magazines and shit like that. But the whole time we were going there, you know what I'm saying? We used to always go fuck with Sal on the job. But when when him and Orion, it was a little tension over that over that same girl. So he was like, man, look, come around the corner, man. Come, come holler at us, man. We won't, we won't rap with you. You know what I'm saying? He thought we was going to jump him. He thought we was really going to, I'm like, man, fucking sound, with y'all like that. Da, da, da. I mean, <laughs> to his defense, that sounds like somebody about to get jumped. They rock. You're right. It really does. He really he three, get jumped. Three random dudes. Really you call somebody over to the corner. Three random dudes. <laughs> you call somebody over to the corner. You know. Three random dudes. It wasn't, you know what's about to happen. But hold up, three, three random dudes. Three random. Oh, hold up, hold up. Three random dudes wasn't plus that? one dude that you know don't like him, or at least that you <laughs> like, were beefing. Nah. Or at least, well, at least you, you were beefing with. You about to get jumped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, nah, like, oh, man, shit. We... I'm about to get my ass beat. <laughs> nah, man. But you know, I'm about to go. It's you can a, easily see that. Down. I mean, <laughs> from Holly Grove, absolutely, he gonna think that. You know what I'm saying? But we wasn't on that, man. We, but. Yo, episode 10, we about to bring in our big dog, Uncle Malik, way out in Arizona. Check this out. Fellas, if you got a scruff McGruff on your face, and let me let me break that down for you. If you don't know what a scruff McGruff is, that's a rough motherfucking beard. That's the beard with the little beady bees in it. That's the beard that ain't all the way full. Hold on, I'm going somewhere. So if you want your shit to look nice and natural, on the juices and betties. Shit, that ain't no but all the If you want your shit to look good like that, like the way your hair, wear natural. You ain't never seen no Dr. Martin Luther King with no mess Derek. Yeah, man. <laughs> make sure y'all go to rustbeardgrooming.com and you make sure that you get the beard bone. You get the beard growing oil. You get the beard wash. You get the top coat. Nigga might even throw up some lip balm in that motherfucker with it. Call it the big fella package. As a matter of fact, it even got a Dominican flag as a shout out to Cell Block. He ain't even know that, but I got a can of it. <laughs> now, also neighborhood moving in furniture. I want to give it up for one of the best rappers that I know. He ain't even no rapper no more. His beard hang low. Look like Osama bin low. Give it up 
for Uncle Malik. What up, motherfuckers? This Tito Santana Miguel and Miguel's the third. The motherfucking podcast will be right back, you hear me? Yo, y'all seen AJ? We got cars that need to be towed. We ain't got no mufflers. What the fuck you gonna be EJ towing the mufflers and you ain't got no mufflers to sell? Man, what the fuck is EJ? What you say that knucklehead? <laughs> Mr. Headquarters, what you looking at me like that for, man? You drunk? Would that not tell you mind your grown folk business, man? Tell y'all the grown folk business. Don't worry about it if I'm drunk or not. Y'all got me sweating up in here. Y'all got me sweating up in this goddamn truck. Running around here like a chicken with a haircut off. I'm trying to get into these social media straight. So, social medias? That's what you and that thick ass man that told me to get with, the straight out, with, with these social media straight. That's what y'all told me to do, and that's what I'm doing. Linktree slash motherfucking bar. For those illiterate motherfuckers I can't spell, it's L I N K T R dot E E forward slash dot that backslash forward slash. DMF5. That's what I got me out here doing. You doing the EJ towing the mufflers. I told you to give them that motto. You may not come when you want to. Just know we coming. Welcome back to the chaos. You are now listening to the motherfucking podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'm about to bring to you a gentleman that I've been knowing most of my life. I didn't watch this motherfucker knock out one nigga by slipping on some concrete and doing a Bruce Lee karate chop backflip swing and knock a nigga couple of two fronts out. Goddamn. I didn't seen this man act and after curtains closed, I didn't seen four Five, six thousand motherfuckers erupt into tears for the performance on stage. <laughs> I didn't been in many freestyle battles with this bitch and lost every one of them. <laughs> I won't give it up for my big homie all the way out there somewhere. Give it up for Uncle Malik. What's up, big dog? Uh, cue the thunder supplies the music over the speakers. <laughs> I'm walking to the ring like Stone Cold, bitch. <laughs> hold up, bro. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I, I don't know what y'all wanted to ask me, but I would like to point out that I did not knock that man out when I slipped on the rocks. <laughs> I simply gave him brain damage that we did not discover till later. So that's who, a funny ass story. You want me to <laughs> without yeah, incriminating nobody? Without incriminating nobody. Sure, go ahead. So this is after I moved to the West Bank. We out there in Gretna. Mm-hmm. On Newton Street. Doing dumb shit. We ain't got nothing to do. You know what I'm saying? Niggas is unemployed like a bitch. <laughs> we out there on Newton Street fucking around. My boy pull up. He said, bro, they just jumped my little brother. Woo, 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 woo. I look at the nigga Pudge, and I look at this little dumbass child molesting nigga we used to be cool with. And I look at them. I said, 
Y'all got to go. Now, to be clear, we ain't know that nigga was touching the little kids till later. Absolutely But uh, he gone, he out of here. But just for that, he was in this story. Mm-hmm. We go to West Chase. That's right up the damn street. I look at the dude, little brother. This nigga face swole up like Martin after he fought Tommy Hearns, bitch. <laughs> I said, damn, they put in some work on him. He said, yeah, man, that nigga right here. Blah, blah, blah. I said, okay. We go outside. It's about 40 niggas in a two-bedroom apartment. I said, damn, we about to have some warriors come out and play type fight out you. So I'm looking at Pudge. I, I told Pudge something like, bro, y'all ain't even got the swing. Cause they, they like the little niggas. These niggas in high school. They let dude big brother and the dude that initiated the jumping go one-on-one. But look, bitch, we in New Orleans. It ain't going to be one-on-one for too long. Eventually, everybody uh-huh. going to get going. So I said, let the niggas go. And I'm like, the first nigga that jump in, I'm sliding this bitch. Bam! So I'm sitting there ready, bitch. And I'm I'm just looking. I got my shirt off. You know, I'm feeling good. I'm about 135 pounds. I can sneeze and have abs type skinny ass niggas. This motherfucker got on the fucking biggest motherfucking bad down to tie it up barrels. And <laughs> <laughs> probably a full X foot locker T while you book. <laughs> but I'm looking at so the niggas started jumping. I jumped in. But 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 I hit about three niggas all on back up. I jumped back. I'm thinking the fight over this big mouth nigga step up. That nigga growling and shit, you know what I'm saying? He 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 screaming and yelling like Mr. Magic or some shit. <laughs> Yo, pussy ass West Bank nigga don't know me, nigga. Right. It called me cutthroat. I fuck around and kill one of y'all. I'm from across that water. Now see, my old extra, you know what I'm saying, kind of <laughs> park, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mistletoe Street. I'm like, cross that water, bitch. I'm from Hollygrove, bitch. Like, I run up on this nigga. It's about 14 steps between me and this nigga. I'm in a full sprint, bitch, in this raggedy-ass, West Chase-ass parking lot. I planted my foot. I'm about to hit this nigga with the the, the civil rights right hook. <laughs> <laughs> I slip on some <laughs> Bitch, I do. <laughs> I'm Vegeta going in the third base, bitch. I'm like, I'm about, if I slip under this big-ass nigga, I'm going to die in front of everybody. And <laughs> caught myself with his shirt with my left hand, pulled myself up with the left, bam, hit that nigga in his mouth. That nigga kept trying to talk after I hit him. That nigga got dizzy and had to sit down with his head. <laughs> Sorry. He said, bro, that nigga still don't talk right to this day. <laughs> <laughs> and then niggas was like, all right, well, y'all some whole ass niggas. We just gonna leave. So then I get hyped, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't hit about four or five niggas. The rest of the niggas wasn't fighting. They was some whole ass niggas. We hop in a minivan. I take I, my shirt bent off, you know what I'm saying? I'm waving a rag around, talking shit, hanging out the <laughs> side of the window like pot, bitch. I'm screaming every gang I'd ever heard of, bitch. I'm, <laughs> I'm yelling everything. I ain't give a fuck. <laughs> and as I'm pulling out, like keep in mind, I'm throwing a pitchfork, bitch. I got, you know what I'm saying? I'm throwing everything. As we turn it out, the police is coming in. Puss said, hey, bro, hey, man. Hey, you think they know where we stand? (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, I had to get that story out since you want to bring that up part of my intro. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. That was a great intro. And besides, I'm always looking because you know, I, hey, you you know as well as I do, bro. Retaliation is a motherfucker, especially down here, bro. Like that's that's it's a small city. You know what I'm saying? So it's like everybody, right, everybody, right? You get a victory today, and that's what it'll mean. You have a victory tomorrow down here, you know. So. That's what I was thinking about, but fuck it. That night we was kings, goddammit. <laughs> so you couldn't tell me shit for a week, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker walking around with a championship belt on for the rest of the motherfucking summertime. <laughs> it is the the it's fun too. Had the spin of W <laughs> for West Bank. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I was outside, it was like, and his name. You couldn't tell me shit. Go ahead. My bad. I'm taking over the podcast. Y'all good? What's on? Oh, shit. You good, man. I want to let y'all know that uh, the special feature, Puzz, whatever y'all call this thick bottle glass ass nigga. The thick eye bandit Bucket hat over his headphones. That is some, over the phone. To some Louisiana ignorance if I've ever seen it. God damn it. Hey, listen. <laughs> Listen here, you forgot. Hold on, let me take this nigga back because he obviously forgot where the fuck he from. <laughs> the same nigga, hold on, that'll take a South Pole button up with the dragons on it. <laughs> Some fucking Jinko jeans and a fucking T-shirt and tie that bitch up. It take two fucking, and look, do-rags and walk up the street just like this. This nigga walk just like this. I just like to stay for clarification. I ain't never wore no goddamn Jinko jeans. It was either Dickies or Jabot. And secondly, I got this <laughs> no closet, bitch. <laughs> bitch, you still got the shirt, though, huh? I got, why you bullshitting? It might be in my closet. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> I got bitch up there, nigga. I'm going to get all them old-ass South Pole shirts, the ones with the <laughs> Bitch, the ones with the Japanese letters. I'ma hang the bitches on the uh on the ceiling of my house like some uh retirement jerseys. Hey man, this was this was sell Dragon Ball Z jersey. <laughs> <laughs> this was <laughs> this was Pudge Fubu jersey over here. Man, that was one thing. We use it to them silk shirts and shit. I don't know why we in that shit on how much it rained in that motherfucker. Huh? It's all. Raining is always wet. Niggas gonna walk around New Orleans with some white shoes and some silk on. Bitch, what the fuck is we doing? Niggas won't be smooth. Niggas won't be smooth. White Reebok soldiers, white Reebok classics. Shit, we had them bitches with that uh that that light blue clear icicle bottom on them soldiers. You was that nigga if you came to that man. Come on, you walk up in that bitch with that. We was wearing soft toe Reeboks. What the fuck wrong with us? And then look, putting the toilet paper on the inside your jeans so the fucking blue won't bleed on your shoe. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> Oh, no. It was hard when you first got him out the box, though. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Niggas did the most fighting over some $45 shoes. <laughs> and don't fuck around and have them too long. Motherfucker said this nigga's shoe got muscles, bitch. <laughs> yeah, because no. it's curled <laughs> <laughs> rest, rest in peace to Mike Charles. Rest in peace, Mike. Mike Charles. The first thing this nigga said to me was, "Boy, 
What the fuck wrong with your shoes? I said, well, ain't nothing wrong with my shoes. He said, your bitches need lotion, nigga. Get that together. <laughs> Mike will rip you. And Mike Charles was about 6'12", you know? <laughs> 130 pounds. 47 feet long, looking like Ray Allen. And then nigga had a big-ass smile on his face. I said, you know what? You got me. <laughs> I adapted him up. We were cool. <laughs> never, never slap box with Mike. You'll never get to him. Rest in peace, Mike. Uncle Malik, uh -huh. owner of Russ Beard Grooming. You know what I'm saying? How's the business been going so far? I mean, y'all been going strong for how many years? Russ Beard Grooming recently just hit three years. Three years. Three years. Three years going strong, brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, that's what's up. Three years. Mm hmm Started in my kitchen. Uh, Grinding. Yeah, actually, it didn't even start with... with I'm going to tell you how it started. Y'all want to hear that? Yeah. Like the I hit, here go. I said, do the people want to hear the story? I said, like I the story. hit, here go. This one living in California. The mean streets of Huntington Beach. Three niggas. Huntington Beach, California. I'm talking about nigga rough, nigga real hood. Nigga, we got Asians and white people, nigga. You validate parking? Man, come on. I, but for real, Huntington Beach. Right. I'm a bitch. I'm, I'm, I'm apart from my kids. You know what I'm saying? I went through some shit where I lost my ability to walk. And I was just regaining my, my legs. And I'm walking around, man, and my ex-girl had got me this little pit bull therapy puppy. So I used to take the little dog and I walk around the neighborhood, you did. And uh, I started reading up on aromatherapy and all of that. And so I used to carry this little bottle of oil, and I just basically just, you know, put it under my nose and think, and just hold it like that while I call my breath when I get up and walk again. She said, why don't you just put it in your beard so you can smell it all day without even thinking about it? I said, that's a good idea. Take the shit, I just put it right here on my little chin strap. You know what I'm saying? My little flavor saver. The booty tickler right here. <laughs> and I step out into the sun and I'm just walking with the dog and some little white girl that was coming from Trader Joe's or getting some boba or whatever the fuck them little Orange County white people do. You know what I'm saying? She was like... You said get some what? Wait, I'm a New Orleans nigga. I'll get some what? Sound like boba. boba. What the fuck is a boba? Some some fucking drink. I don't know. I ain't, don't fuck with that shit. I know it's about seven goddamn dollars. And I said, y'all got. <laughs> I been is that a Vietnamese shit? It's, it's something. I think it's, it's like, like like a bubble tea or some shit. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like that. Hey, yeah, she, that is. She said, "You got something on your your face." <laughs> I did like that, and she was like, "Oh, it just looks wet." So I get back to the crib, and my girl said, "Damn, your beard is shiny right there." So as a joke. I take the rest of the L, put it all over my beard. And I take a picture and I tweeted it. I said, I just made the world's best beard or fucking around. Nigga, my Twitter blow up. Niggas is like, man, send me a bottle. How much? How much? How much? I'm like, I ain't about to charge y'all niggas for some shit I made in the kitchen. Right. So I sent about six, seven niggas some bottles. Then they post the shit. I'm talking about a regular bottle, nigga. No label, no ingredients. Not just a bottle, right. like them them African niggas be selling on Canal Street. There you, know you go. Bottle uh, and uh, <clears throat> they started posting it, 
And then nigga, my DMs is blowing up, so I'm a nigga from New Orleans. I'm like, well, shit, if y'all paying bitch fifteen dollars a bottle, I got you. Let's get it, <laughs> right? You know, I'm in the kitchen dancing and singing and shit and posting videos of me fucking around in the kitchen, making me in the kitchen cooking. Watch it, look, making it, whipping it. You know what I'm saying? Making sure the temperature right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Baking soda water. I don't know the recipe. I'm just... <laughs> So that's how it all got started. It I actually just fell into the business. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. And now it's pretty much history in the making, right? Three years, three, three years, grinding it out. Hey, shout out to the products. There's some real products, man. I use I use the products from the beer wash to the beer bomb to the oil. You know what I'm saying, bro? Mm. Smell good, lasts all day. Keep your shit shiny. Keep your shit nice. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got no no dry, crackly, crispity, crunchity, you know, beard. You know what I'm saying? When the times when I do let it grow long, I'm telling you, bro. You run a comb through it, bro. You ain't fucking pocket, 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 pocket. You ain't got to deal with none of that bullshit, bro. I'm telling you. Real deal. Check it out. Go get nah, it. It'll get you right. One of the biggest mistakes with black folk is people think that our head <clears throat> has to be, um, what's the word, unmanageable. You know, there's, it, nappy is not a, a thing that's natural with our hair. That's you not fucking keeping up with your motherfucking hair. It coarse and curly is the texture of the hair. So with the right type of products, whether it's hair on your face or on your head, you can still have that African texture, but it's manageable. And that's what my products do. And it takes care of it. It heals it. You know what I'm saying? Do your products, do you have products that actually grow hair on, you know what I'm saying, in these areas? All right. Let me tell you something, just like I told you, because I think between the three of us, all put together, we might have a third of a hairline left. <clears throat> uh, there's, no product, there's no product in the world that's going to make hair grow where it does. So when people want to get a full-grown beard by using beard oil, if anybody tells you that, they fucking lying. That's good. What my products do and what a good product will do is if you have a skin issue, it'll heal it, and then the hair will grow. And the hair that you already have, it'll make it grow more healthy and more full. But if you sometimes it's just genetics. Everybody can't grow a beard. Just like I can't have no long-ass dreadlocks no more. I have, I got two options with the hair on my head. Bald or balding, nigga. So... <laughs> Y'all niggas fuck with a goatee that's good enough. That's a beard too, bitch. Let that bitch shine. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta put it in though. But I mean, just to being able to 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 do that because <clears throat> what got me was I was growing a beard, but my shit was like little beady bees. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, my fuck was like, dog, what what do you wash your face with? And I'm like, yo, I use. I use this product, and I'm not going to say their name. And I use this. This soap. No, 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 no. I was using, I was using Bior, nigga. This shit was, shit was gangster. But on my face, I'm using regular shampoo that you put in your hands. Like, nigga, you drying your face out. What you doing? Mm. You going to dry all your face out, bro? Look. Shoom, send me the link. Boom. Got on it. I said, man, I'm going to support my dog, man. Got it in. Boom. Started doing it. Yo, dog, how you go about it every day? Da, 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 da. All right, this is how I use it. When I'm out in the bottom, da, 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 da. when I'm in the crib, I'm doing it this. Da, 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 da. Wash it this. Da, da, da. You know what I'm saying? Gave me the game. 
on some on some real shit, man. And bruh, look, this is from this morning. The shit shiny to the bitch. This is from this morning. Okay. I didn't even get a chance to get in there yet. So shit work, bro. I'm telling you. Shit nice. Appreciate you. Got balls, butters. Oils, wash. I got lip balm because lips is a part of your beard. Don't make no sense to have a nice beard with some rusty, crusty ass <laughs> lips. That's niggas. Um, what else I got? I'm about to re up on the combs and the brushes again because that was a hit. Uh, wooden combs and brushes? Yeah, wooden comb and a uh, boa bristle brush. Okay, all right. Then uh, I actually had one, one product I actually invented. It's called Top Coat. You know what I'm saying? Because I was, I, I was watching my ex-girl get her nails done, and I thought she was finished. She said, now nah, they got to put the top coat on there. I said, what did the top coat do? She said, protect it and give it shine. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's a good-ass idea. I'm about to do that for beer. So I got another one called Top Coat. That's when you're about to step out mm -hmm. for the night. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, as much as we hate to admit it, we old niggas and we grew up in the rhinestone do-rag era. <laughs> and we like to be sparkly when we step out. And so you, you step out looking like the rock. You know what I'm saying? Man. No, dog, look. Listen, hold up. I got to cut in. <laughs> this raggedy motherfucker here. Who? You, bitch. <laughs> he took a post. He, had a, he posted some shit the other day. This motherfucker had on a Versace shirt, mm -hmm. the fucking slacks, the motherfucking the uh the uh what were them shoes was man the motherfucking uh what's up with them Ferragamos, the fucking the loafers. <laughs> this man shit open, fucking beard nigga had to hell. I'm like, what the fuck is this nigga doing? This nigga like a fucking uh, uh a Latin motherfucking gang leader. <laughs> he looked like this motherfucker is like a like king. Pin motherfucking <laughs> Medellin, Colombia. You send a sanitary, you a TB, and you a score. Sanitary, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told him I said sanitation. <laughs> I, I let my daughter dress me, bro. What you want me to say? I mean, <laughs> she had me was I had a blue and white shirt on with some yellow pants. <laughs> Looked like I sell cocaine on a yacht in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker looked like The Rock when he won the, when he got the when he was a nation of domination fucking leader. <laughs> That's you change your mouth, Jabroni. <laughs> but I'm just saying, we all like we all like to shine, we all like to look good, bitch. I just did it with some yellow pants on. What's up? Nah, I told you, bro. When we get in with here, all you gonna do is rib all fucking day, bro. Try to be serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm leaving some of that shit in too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you have an extra episode. I ain't doing nothing but ribbing this nigga. <laughs> right. no, that's all we do, bro. It's fucking rib all day long. Shit, I mean, that's all we used to do back in high school. Shit, that was the West Bank thing. That's just what we oh, did. Oh no, Ben, you remember playing Batman? Batman, Batman. You don't remember Batman? Everybody you can't say nothing with the word B. If you did, you say it with the punch you until you say Batman. So, for instance, if I'm like, we finna go over by Benny's house, I'd have to say Batman because I said bye, and I had to say Batman because I said Benny. Right. Me, <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> me, and this, this show you how much niggas loved each other. 
but we had no concern for niggas' physical safety at all. <laughs> at all. It's, about, it's about one thirty in the morning. <laughs> we are the running up and down Newton Street, mm-hmm. playing Batman in the middle of the fuck. <laughs> it's me, Daryl. Oh, my dog, Daryl. Uh, I want to say Sal was out. No, nah, Sal went in the house. Dre. 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 Dre was out there. <laughs> right. So he would do the little dumb shit, like say something with a beat and run because he wanted you to chase him. I'm like, bitch, I ain't about to chase you. So <laughs> these niggas that all ran up the street trying to look for this nigga, it's me and Pudge just standing there watching. Mm-hmm. Pudge said, I think he over there by that bush. <laughs> <laughs> now, he ain't even think about what he just said. And I'm like, is this nigga going to say Batman or not? <laughs> so he ain't said nothing. I said, where he at? I gave him another chance. Like, I'm like, where he at? He said, over there by that bush. And I'm like, I'm about to fuck this nigga up. So I bring my arm across my, because he's right next to me. I bring my arm up like this and swing across. This nigga caught it. At, I'm trying to hit him in his chest. He caught it at the last minute. I ended up chopping this nigga in the throat. <laughs> Bitch, I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> he on the ground trying to scream, but ain't no noise coming out of the gurgles. Bitch, I, no, I couldn't breathe. This, this I couldn't do nothing. Hurt. But I'm gonna tell you, that ain't the funny part. Everybody <laughs> see me hit this nigga, so they come running up. You know what I'm saying? Niggas checking on him, making sure he all right. I'm laughing because I'm an ignorant ass nigga. He said, I think I taste blood. Another word would it be. So niggas ain't even to catch his breath. We all just beat. Niggas start jumping me, son. <laughs> it's that's some bullshit, bro. That's some fucked up shit. Niggas start jumping me, bitch. I'm on the ground dying. I get jumped. What kind of fucking friends I got. One thirty in the morning on a random Tuesday. <laughs> in the middle of the motherfucking night. Oh shit. Man. I'm getting jumped. Knowing niggas, knowing niggas got records and warrants out there beating a nigga ass for saying something with the word B. Like, we in the hardest crib neighborhood ever, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My bad. Good, dog. Y'all know I got nah, this. Nah, you good. Hey, no. Nah, it was funny because you brought up Daryl, too. Mm-hmm. But we had a funny story. I, at least I remember a funny story about oh, Daryl. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, our dumb asses, right? Our stupid asses was fucking wrestling. In the fucking on Newton Street, mm. and we was in front. My oh, house. He was in front of your, yeah, he was in front of your house. The same place where this shit happened. <laughs> so you, my house was the spot, dog. I'm telling you. <laughs> so my so Daryl was like, was cool with niggas. Just was fucking him up, just fucking him completely up. Person went to the fucking extreme. This nigga fucking grabbed the fucking two by four. What's that? <laughs> All right, so wait, hold on, no, wait. <laughs> he grabbed the fucking two by four, son. He grabbed the two by four, and he tried to fucking do some kind of off the top rope. I'm jumping. I'm gonna do a drop kick with this fucking board in my hand to your face, and he literally did that shit. I did that. Arrow. He kick. He drop kick. No, it wasn't a two by four. It wasn't a two by four. What it was? All right, it was the domino table we was playing on. It was one of them black lacquer tables. Okay. With, and it had the little base where you got, you can drill four, four screws into the table. 
something metal. So remember, motherfucker, somebody threw me through that bitch. So it was like already halfway broke. Yeah. <laughs> so we was, I think it was some Roy Rumble shit. We was some stupid shit. So, so he he fucking grabbed the fucking piece, <laughs> drop kicked that motherfucker, straight in there, was right in the middle of his fucking forehead. All you heard was this. It was me. <laughs> All you heard was <laughs> and Daryl was like, and I'm thinking he about to be mad as a bitch because he didn't see the shit coming. He got up, he's like, blood just dripping, like screaming down his face, dog. And he like, Daryl like, oh man, you got me. <laughs> I was like, that's why I called the nigga back here, Daryl. Now what you leaving out to the audience is niggas ain't know at that time Daryl was already 47 years old. <laughs> Daryl was the only nigga. Like with grandchildren when we was all still trying to bust off that sugar water. <laughs> that already had a grandchild. That nigga had an AARP card. Oh, man. So that, then they go to the funny part. They go to the what? funny part. What? <laughs> they go to the funny part. Niggas say, no, you want to go to the hospital? Say, man, fuck the hospital. I can't go there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> like, all right, dog, it's getting late, bro. Uh, we about to go to the club. <laughs> We, we about to go. To, to we about to go to the club. We went to the club. This that motherfucker said, "I'm coming." That bitch took a fucking. Some <laughs> took some tape. <laughs> I nigga took some tape. No bullshit. Yeah. Niggas took yeah. some tape, duct tape, and he took a he took a blue rag that I had, folded that bitch up, put it around his head, and we went to the motherfucking club. This nigga was. <laughs> And he backed the bitch. And pulled pull the bitch, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold up, bro. No, no bullshit, dog. No that's, that, I'm going to be real with you. Me and Daryl wasn't close, close, but I fuck with Daryl. I'm going to tell you why I fuck with Daryl. I seen this man do like 9,000 push-ups. <laughs> Shirtless in Oakwood Mall just to prove to a bitch he could do it. <laughs> Daryl walked up on him and Daryl was smelling bad. I'm gonna keep it 100. I'm like, Daryl, you funky nigga. He's like, man, who the fuck about these hoes? This nigga smelling like 19 Newports. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and there was this bad, bad little bro. She was in, man, what that store was, the little hip hop clothing store up in Oakwood, Nouveau. Nouveau. Yeah. This was up in Nouveau. And I seen it. You know me, I was on it, but I was a sniper, bitch. I'm over there talking to uh, that little dumb chick Mike used to fuck on. Over there oh, selling pretzels. At the, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking to her. And I see the bitch. And you know, Nouveau was like up a little way. And I see, I said, damn. This nigga Daryl got his hair like Method Man in the All I Need video. Daryl. Down went straight to it. He said, you beautiful. What school you go to? I said, what school you go to? I'm like, ain't no way this shit. About. <laughs> this bitch laughed. She said, I go to UL. I said, what the fuck is UL? <laughs> it used to be USL. And he was like, really? Wow, that's crazy. And then I forgot how I got to it. He was like, let me get your number. She was like, I don't think so. And he was like, that's because I'm stronger than you. Or some shit. Yeah, and he, she looked at him like he got offended. This nigga took his shirt off, and Daryl was a weird, like action figure built nigga for no reason. 
Daryl, you know, most niggas. Daryl, cut the fuck up. Keep it on it. Daryl got more. They added extra ass on this nigga. Had about forty. That motherfucking shredded. Goddamn it. This nigga dropped on the ground. His shirt on, you know what I'm saying, on the ground in front of everybody, people walking around. This nigga stuck. <laughs> all kind of push up. It's a crowd around him. And luckily, this is before the uh, the, the cell phone day, because niggas just standing around him. What is this crazy ass nigga doing? He's <laughs> like, oh my God, I keep going. I look, I said, this shit about to work, niggas. <laughs> but Daryl set the world record for push ups three times. And then finally got up. This nigga had veins and shit poking all out of muscles I ain't never seen before. This bitch wrote her number down. But <laughs> on the back of my receipt. <laughs> this nigga Daryl, bro. This bitch, I ain't got no more. Bro, Daryl was one of the wildest niggas ever. So in addition to Russ Berry, uh-huh. you said also neighborhood furniture. Yes, so sir. tell us where neighborhood furniture come from. What it be about? What's the operation? What's going on with it? I didn't start neighborhood furniture, but I just joined in. So a friend of mine out here by the name of Jared. Jared actually stayed in New Orleans for 11 years, but he's originally from Boston. And he did one of them, them pimp moves where he worked in another man's furniture store, slaved to him for years, and he sat back and learned the game. And when that man started treating him unfairly, he said, fuck it. He bossed up, stacked his bread. He got his own furniture store. And I think this neighborhood can deliver in New Orleans, New York, and Phoenix. But there's actually a walk-in store in Phoenix. So that man bossed up. And from neighborhood furniture, we've recently expanded to neighborhood moving and hauling as well. So if you need to move or you need some stuff hauled, and it dropped off to a different city. Holla at us, neighborhood furniture. We pulling up in the semi, getting it done. Okay. Yellow. And what, cities, and what cities you available? For so neighborhood furniture, New Orleans, Phoenix, and New York. All right. But for neighborhood moving and hauling right now, that's that's in the greater Phoenix area. Don't sleep on Phoenix, fifth biggest city in this country. Phoenix. 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 This is the Hillary Show. Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix is live. Phoenix is live. Phoenix, uh, I think we got 8 million people or something like that. Like if you had a Phoenix in the metro area, it's about 8 million people. It's not too crowded. It's all spaced out, believe it or not. And there's a lot of ways to get your money out here. If you come out here with that type of mindset. Now, if you want to fall into just a slave mentality like everybody else, you're just going to be living in a hotter hood than where you move from. But if you come out here ready to hustle, there's ways to get it. It was a good move for me. Moving to Phoenix saved my life. Y'all know that. Because I'd have got killed in New Orleans. I was too wild. You talk about a mindset, though. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about the hustle mindset on this show all the time. You know, That's what we, that's what we go by. That's what we go by. And, right. you know, that hustle mindset is pretty much, you know, being able to work on your craft, you know what I'm saying, perfect yourself, and also working on yourself and promoting yourself. Right. And so with that, giving the game is also part of that, you know what I'm saying, 
we also got to educate ourselves with the knowledge and shit, but we also got to make sure that the people under us also get that knowledge too. So with that being said, uh, what's some advice would you give to somebody that's, you know, that you see coming under you? What kind of advice and game that you would give to them um, right now as Uncle Malik today with all the, all the shit that you learned? It depends on it depend on who we talking about. If we talking about a street cat, if we talking about somebody that's in college, who we talking about? Because it's somebody that you see just like yourself, just like, but just younger, twenty years, twenty years old. Oh, okay. So like, if I spot my own little characteristics in somebody else, so me right. at twenty, me at twenty, I was wilding, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of talent. Uh. I was one of them guys where no matter where I went, the spotlight was eventually going to be on me whether I wanted it or not. Um, And I had a lot of passion, but it was mixed with a lot of anger. So what I would do, I'd pull them to the side and just tell them, look, them ideas that you got in your mind that seem like they're unrealistic, they fucking in your mind for a reason. Because they in your reason because only you could do them. That's why they in your mind because only you could do them. So I pull him to the side, let him know, if this is really what you want, mm-hmm. this is what you got to do. You got to get to your grind, put your paper behind it, your paper, because ain't nobody going to put no money in your hand for you to accomplish your own dream. If they put money in your hand for you to accomplish your dream, you just bought their dream. Mm-hmm. And then That's secondly, hard. get the fuck up out the street, move up out the hood, and get your shit right. Go somewhere where you can focus. You see what I'm saying? Because I didn't moved up out of New Orleans. You see, I ain't lost no part of my accent. Right. You see? I ain't lost no part of my accent. I go to New Orleans right now. Niggas would think I ain't never left. I'd be lying. Like, nah, bitch, I was in Angola. Then they moved me to Texas. I'm back. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> man, I just encourage them. Telling them stop with the bullshit and then use condoms. Pull out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and all these women that, that, that these women that could get your dick hard ain't worth your seed. The queen receives your seed, not everybody else. Absolutely. Emphasize that, man. The importance on having the queen. The importance of uh, looking for a real queen. Because I know you said that you advocate black love. Um, I do. You advocate, you know, making sure that that the the stereotype is flipped from us being the dogs, us being the, you know what I'm saying, out there bad, but also the the we the the we want to be the people that, that 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 show that black love is real, black love is power, that the black man can love, the black man is love. So one thing, one thing, I, when people bring that shit up to me, is that I'm glad you said stereotype because that's exactly what it is. And I'll be telling people, coming up in a city like New Orleans, prior to Katrina, damn near everybody you saw was black. So seeing black couples was just the norm. Yep. An interracial couple was something strange, unless she was one of them white girls with the hard gel ponytail that smoked Newport, but we ain't count them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? She grew up down the street just like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? But seeing black couples was not abnormal. Right. That's how we... Up. We never looked at black as inferior. You know what I'm saying? So that's why uh that's why I kind of don't like that that we have that stereotype. But studies have shown that black men, 
spend more time with their children than any other race. Mm. There are black marriages everywhere. The thing is, when people only focus, and social media does this, is it has you focus on things like interracial relationships or same-sex relationships. So when you go out into public, your eyes are looking for that. And people will look past 12 happy black couples with beautiful little black children and point out the one goofy, childish Gambino nigga looking with walking down the street, proudly holding Becky saying he don't like black girls. No, black women don't like you because you're corny. <laughs> it ain't got nothing to do with this white girl. But that white girl is corny. That's why she fucking with you. You're her second choice. And black women don't fuck with you because you're corny and that's your last choice. Let's be clear on all those things. Now, I do believe love is love. Love who the fuck you gonna love. Do what you gotta do. But when you come to the point to where you saying that all the women of your race ain't shit. Yeah. That's yeah. That's, that's, you, that's some bullshit. Right. Let me tell you, ain't nothing like a sister. That's a self-hate right. shit. You know Absolutely. Pudge mama is a queen in my life. That's a strong black woman. Oh, the reason why we did all that fucked up shit around Pudge House is because the nigga mama was working two jobs so we could all have shoes. Straight she up. buy this nigga two pairs of shoes all the time. The same fucking shoes. Because she knew he was going to give us a pair. Straight up. Pudge mama kept all kind of bullshit snacks and shit up in the crib because she knew we was going to be over there eating. That's a black queen did that. You hear me? That's what's up. How am I going to disrespect the women my age, the women younger than me, when the women before me raised me? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Buzz mama would cuss me out more than anybody else I know, but she fucking <laughs> let her. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to your moms, man. Your mom is amazing. Hold up. I only got one bathroom in this motherfucker. You couldn't piss across the fucking street. Buzz <laughs> mama cuss at me all the damn time. My mama, my mama's a real one, man. A real grinder, a real hustler. Mm-hmm. I tell you some of the stories how she didn't, she didn't carry us on her back, man. God, dog. But see, that's 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 in, that's in the black woman our age. That's in the black woman younger than us. I just want to tell people, especially these black women that get hurt by the bullshit you see on Twitter. Listen, do not get your feelings hurt. By a nigga sitting on a white girl couch tweeting something with his thumbs talking about what's the Wi-Fi password. That is. There's plenty of black men out here that love you the way you are. Yeah. I don't give a damn if you got a perm. I don't give a damn if you got a sewing. I don't give a damn if you got locks. I don't care if you got a tighter fade than I ever had. I love you. Mm-hmm. And that I is. fuck is. And my name is Uncle underscore Malik M-A-L. <laughs> It's going down feel, in the DMs. Feel free to DM me because I love you and shit. Let me find out you could cook. You might have your husband. <laughs> All right, I got something for you, man. We the, the main purpose of, of us hollering at at uh this this is my 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 uh my tenant right, Jim. My my big dog, my big brother, he's uh I look at him, I love him. But on the real, let's live is a real movement. Let's live is a real, real thing. You talked about growing up in New Orleans, the PTSD created that platform 
uh, on social media. People have been reaching out. You have been making real powerful movies, real powerful short films, and you you're going through the different steps of of, of people struggling with this mental condition. What are the telltale signs? What is Let's Live Number One? But also, how can Let's Live impact those who are dealing with depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts? How can we overcome this this thing, especially in our community that's so taboo? How do we get past it? Uh, <clears throat> So you asked me about 147 questions. I'm going to do my best to run through them. All right? First of all, what's Let's Live? Let's Live is uh, my story about my struggle with suicide and depression. Okay. Right? And instead of the lowercase i, I decided to use the semicolon because I read up on this thing called Project Semicolon. Now, the reason why people use the semicolon is because when an author puts a semicolon in a story as opposed to a period, it's where he could have stopped the sentence, but he intentionally chose to keep the sentence going. So people that have considered suicide or even attempted live by the semicolon because there was a point in time where we could have decided to die but kept going intentionally. So that's where Let's Live comes from. Now, as far as our community goes, you know that I, I have different feelings <clears throat> about what the quote-unquote black community is anyway. But as far as something very common amongst impoverished black folk is that seeking help for mental illness is, is weak or some white people shit. Mm. Or that we don't deal with that. But the fact of the matter is we do. Because just like we shared all them stories earlier, there's no reason why somebody who is not suicidal will run up and swing on six, seven people bigger than them in some shitty-ass apartment complex on the West Bank. But I did that. And you know for a fact, I would stand on a, stare down a barrel of guns. I'd fight anybody for any reason, any infraction. I was on your ass. I'll pull right. my pistol. That's all suicidal. Right. Because I don't care if I, ones fly by. I don't care if I live or die, and I'm gonna take you with me. See, that's suicide pointed outwards. Right. Shooting it out with the police, knowing they got bigger artillery to shoot back at you. Shooting at these dudes over here, knowing you outnumbered. All of that is forms of suicide pointed outward. That's trauma that we've dealt with, pointed outward. That's repeated cycles of PTSD, pointed outward. But for some people. You pointed inward too. What happened with me was the whole time everybody knew me in New Orleans, the one thing you ain't want to be considered was self. Now me, I'm the lightest nigga ever, except for that nigga from Kid and Play. That's the only black person that's like <laughs> I was sensitive about my skin color because I stood out. And bit by the fact that I stood out, I got to be harder than you. Because I ain't going to stand out and be no bitch. You know what I'm saying? So I had to I had to fight a little harder. I had to be a little more ruthless. And on top of that, I was hiding something that whole time. When I was a little boy, I got raped. 
I had to hold that secret that an adult did to me when I was a little kid. You can't go talk to nobody about that. Who am I talking to? Right. right. How, how do you even approach having that conversation? I'm going to talk to one of my gangsters uncles about that. Talk to my big brother. My mama just going to tell me pray about it. Forgive him. So I'm sitting on top of that shit the whole time. And anytime somebody put their hands on me, I'm beating their ass because I couldn't beat that man's ass when I was a little kid. So now you have to deal with what that man did to me. Any infraction, I'm on your ass. Because you know what? Nobody's ever going to touch me again in a way that I don't want to be touched. So, of course, I go over the top. But see, then you get to a point where you grow older. And that aggression ain't there no more. You start to realize, I don't want to hurt this person. But see, that, that hurt that you felt is still there. I'm still hurt from that. So now I'm sitting and I'm thinking, I never expected to get this old. And now here I am, this old, unprepared to, to, to get to this next point in my life. I never expected myself to be middle-aged. I never expected to see gray hairs growing out of my face. I'm unprepared for this. And this still hurts, and I can't tell nobody that this happens to me. And then I started to think, I fight everybody. I'm scared of nobody. So why not be able to tell my truth? Because what you going to do, nigga? Right. You going to whoop my ass because that happened to me? Try it. Right. So that same energy, not being scared of nobody in the street. You got that money? now? Nah, that's my money. Give me my money. That same energy? Now I had that same energy toward, toward sharing that. And by me sharing that, you'd be surprised how many DMs I got from grown gangster-ass men that are known from everyday cast to celebrities telling me that same shit happened to them. And I might have saved their life because now they can finally deal with what's been bothering them. But see, just that one thing, not being able to express it, is what causes that depression. And when that depression gets too deep, there's nothing that can help. And that's why people go to suicide because they literally feel like there's nothing left. I'm never going to stop hurting from this. So when I made the Let's Live short film, that was just a little small sliver of what actually goes on. That was simply to respond to people that say, why wouldn't you just call me when you feel like that? Well, you can see in that film, I called people. Yeah. They were too busy. I'll call you later. No, I need to talk now. But see, I'm too hurt to tell you that I need to talk. When that girl called me, she said, what's wrong? You okay? I said, nah, I just want to talk. You hear her kid scream and she go, oh, I got to call you back. Mm -hmm. Somebody did reach out to you. He went to talk to his baby mama. Look, I got fired. And she, I don't want to hear none of that shit. Whatever, do what you do, do what you do, bye. She hung the phone up on him. The only person that would talk to him was his child. And people say, well, you got a child. Why wouldn't you want to stick around for your child? What did he say to his child? I'm sorry if I ever disappoint you. He didn't feel worthy of that, that she would feel better off without him here. 
See, these is all levels of depression and unworth, man. And that's the stuff that men go through. And the only reason men don't express that no more, it ain't because of how we view each other. It's not. It's because how we view ourselves. I don't want you to perceive me this way. I don't want to be the burden of you, bro. But then if you look at that man, you say, man, I feel the same way too. Now you have power in it. So let's live. I was in California. I told you I couldn't walk. I'm away from my children. First time ever. Went through a bad divorce. Public, embarrassing fucking divorce. Got kicked out of the place I was staying with in Colorado. I had two bags of clothes to my name. That's it. And I can barely even walk. I walked to the beach. It was a mile and a half from my crib. And my plan was to swim as far as I could and just never come back. That way, when they found my body, people would think it was an accident. And that was going to be the end of my life. I tweeted some bullshit. It was uh, from that Kevin Gates and Trader Truth song. I said, tweet it. Take the preacher's route, but don't lie to people. I ain't never seen anything in the sky. Right as I'm stepping onto the beach, my phone rings. It's an Instagram video call. Dude I never spoke to before. What's wrong, bro? You okay? I start crying. I said, I don't even know how you knew something was wrong. And I tell him what I'm about to go do. And he said, before you do that, can you do me a favor? I said, what? He said, they're going to induce my baby mama tomorrow. My first baby. I'm about to have a daughter. Can you tell me what it was like the day your daughter was born? This man tricked me into talking about my child. And I told him how happy I was. How the day my daughter was born was the first time I saw the sunrise. Because we grew up in New Orleans, it's always cloudy. I saw the sunrise in Phoenix. The next thing you know, I'm walking back to my crib. And he hears me close the door. He says, so you went back home? I said, yeah. He said, good, man. He said, one thing about people that grow up in the hood, we always taught how to survive. We never taught how to live. And I said, well, shit, let's live. And that's how it came about. That's a real story right there. That's a deep story right there. That's how we build. Real movement. That's a real I, movement. I got the word story tattooed on my back. Man, that was a crazy episode 10. Man, you got it in with the motherfucking podcast. A thousand downloads. That was real big. You heard our downloaders from across the planet. Y'all keep continuing to support the show. The MF and crew members was in the house. Uncle Malik was in the house. He was talking about the... We were talking about suicide prevention. We were talking about Russ Beard grooming. We were talking about neighborhood furniture and moving. We were talking about how we all met. MF and Sally was in a building doing this thing. Mm. Motherfucking EJ the DJ was in here doing this thing. Tito Modesto Gonzalez was making it ring. And Mr. Headquarters came with that ching ching, if you know what I mean. So for 
everybody here at the motherfucking podcast. That was episode 10. Make sure that y'all tune into our link tree. That's link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash the MF and pod. And for more exclusive content, make sure that y'all subscribe, download, go to our social media, comment on our opinion poll. And ladies, make sure that y'all get checked. But if y'all down with the crew, we have a special link in there for a longtime crew member, one of our best friends. Let's conquer. Lex the Conqueror, we share, we actually almost share a birthday. She's August 2nd, I'm August 3rd, 1985. Um, a beautiful soul. Y'all support, make sure that we find a way to end this tragic disease. Lex the Conqueror was a good friend of ours. Been knowing her since we were just about 10, 11 years old. Her and her sister Alana, twins. You know, they've been down. They were at our first ever rap show, MF and Selly. They were there in attendance you know what i'm saying so that's a real dope sister she's been there since the beginning i know she's shining down i know she's looking out for us on the other side i know she's got her crowns make sure that y'all go support make sure that y'all go to link tree click lex the conqueror right. and let that be that make sure y'all donate to uh the susan g coleman um donate to her twin sister alana sky guy Lee. Make sure y'all donate on her behalf as her donor. Um, please, please do that. You know what I'm saying? We, uh, we've been knowing Alexis since middle school, since as uh, long as I can remember. You know, we was all in seventh grade and shit. So please make sure y'all do that. Um, there was a fallen warrior, Lex the Conqueror. Shout out to her. Yo, now for... Tito, Santana, Miguel, Amiguez the third. For EJ, the ever, 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 ever DJ. For Money Focaselli. There you go. Past the sweet potato. <laughs> to the main in the motherfucking skyscraper missile headquarters, I I'm the Thick Eye Bandit. That was episode 10. Thank y'all for tuning in to the motherfucking podcast. All right, motherfuckers. Mr. Headquarters here. That's it for this episode. And you already know what it is. You hear that music. You ain't got to go home. You just got to get the fuck up out of here. But anyway, make sure you check out our website at Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash the MFN pod. And make sure you check us out. It's a motherfucking pot.